Good morning. We'd like to welcome you to our service of worship today. Excuse me. Please stand and join us as we begin by singing our praises to God.
You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. You are not a God created by human hands. You are not a God dependent on any mortal man. You are not a God in need of anything we can give by your plan. That's just the way it is. Father, we've come to worship you because you alone are God. We come today because you are good and merciful and just and true. We pray that our worship would honor you and that it would allow us to experience more of who you are in our lives, in our church, in our world. Thank you for being present here with us. And we pray this through Christ. Amen. Share a word of greeting with others who are here in worship today.
It's great to see you as we gather for worship today. There are a few things that I want to uh, highlight. Wednesday is uh, Ash Wednesday. It's the beginning of the season of Lent. And we will be hosting an Ash Wednesday service here at 6.30. Because of the college break, there will not be any children's activities this Wednesday night. So we invite you to be a part of the service here. Um, If you're unfamiliar with Ash Wednesday, I invite you to come and to experience it. There's a lot of uh, symbolism and a a lot of things that happen in the service that uh, I think are powerful tools for God to uh, speak into our hearts as we begin the season of Lent. Uh, we're also, uh, on, on uh, Wednesday, as Lent begins, we're also uh, participating in the 40-day uh, community Bible experience, reading through the New Testament, and we have bookmarks for you in the back uh, for the daily readings. Uh, they read a little bit differently than uh, the normal New Testament. They begin in Luke and they go to Acts and kind of jump around a little bit, a little more chronological, so we encourage you to take one of those and read uh, together as we read through the New Testament. You can also pick up an actual a Bible that is, uh, has the order in it at the bookstore, uh, campus store at the college. Um, we are also want to be aware of the women's gathering that's happening this Saturday. Information on the insert is also a sign-up sheet in the back. And uh, please note, next Sunday is the uh, beginning of daylight saving time, so we uh, turn our clocks ahead uh, next Sunday. There are a number of prayer concerns, and as uh, if you had a chance to, to look at the bulletin, we are doing something a little bit different today. We're going to be spending a significant amount of time praying together, praying for the needs of um, our church, the community, communities around us, and the world. And uh, we do want to mention uh, Kristen Sandeseth's grandfather, after a lengthy illness, uh, died this morning, and she's gone to be with her family. And also, uh, we've been praying for Bonnie Zemanski for a long time. Uh, her condition has worsened significantly and probably is, uh, is uh, nearing uh, death uh, coming through the next number of days. It's hard to know exactly, but I know that uh, these families would appreciate our prayers as well as other things that uh, we bring before the Father uh, throughout this, this day and the days to come. We're going to ask the ushers to uh, come forward and assist us in the giving of our tithes and offerings as we give back to God in all the ways in which he has blessed each of our lives.
Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asked for a fish, would give him a snake instead? Or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? If you then, though you, know you are, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give through the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? This is the word of the Lord. At this time, children may be dismissed for Children's Church and Junior Church. Please remain standing as we sing together. How firm a foundation, you saints of the Lord, is laid for your faith in his excellent word. What more can he say than to you he has said? To you who for refuge to Jesus have led. Fear not, I am with you, oh, be not dismayed. For I am your God and will still give you aid. I'll strengthen you, help you, and cause you to stand. Upheld by my gracious, omnipotent Sanctify to you your deepest distress. When through fiery trials your pathway will lie, my grace all sufficient shall be your supply. The flame shall not hurt you, I only design your dross to consume and your gold to refine. Prayer is one of those things that are difficult to understand. We can and have spent centuries trying to to understand prayer, trying to to get our our minds and our hands and our, our ideas around prayer. And while there's much that we do understand and much that we can grasp, there's still much that we can't. We wrestle to understand so much about prayer and what happens when we pray and just all the dynamics of praying. And we join the saints through the centuries who have tried to figure that out. When we read the scriptures, we find some things that, that um, 
help us understand and some teachings and, and, and they're beneficial to us and they, they help direct our minds. But ultimately, when we read the scriptures, it seems that the intent when it talks about prayer is less related to learning about prayer than it is being called to pray. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to spend a significant amount of time during this gathering praying. Praying for each other. Praying for the burdens and the concerns in our lives. Praying for things that uh, are connected to us in our places of employment, in our homes, in our world. And we want to, to join together and pray. One of the things we're going to do is invite those of you who would like to come to the altar here. And if kneeling at the altar is difficult, you can come and sit in one of the red chairs. And the pastors and the elders of the church will be here to anoint you with oil, to lay hands on you, and to pray for you. The prayers might be for you specifically. You may want to come in proxy for someone else who is unable to be here today. And maybe you want to ask some people around you to join you as we collectively pray. But we, have, we are here and we want to, to pray for you. That sometimes people wonder why we anoint with oil. And if you read the, in the James's letter, he talks about people, if you're, he says if you're in trouble, if you're struggling, if you're burdened, if you're, you know, if you're sick, if there are things that are going on in your life that you, you need help with, then you get the elders together and you anoint with oil and you pray. And, and some people see that anointing as maybe something magical, that it... it it supercharges our prayers or something like that, but it's not. Oil throughout the scriptures has been representative of symbolic of the Holy Spirit. And oil is present with people. Oil is a part of something that happens as a symbol, as a reminder, as a visible, something visible that that tells us and reminds us that the Holy Spirit is present with us. And so when we anoint with oil, we're simply saying the Holy Spirit is here and want to remind you of that. And we lay hands on one another as we pray because there is something powerful about touch. You read through the Gospels and you see how many times Jesus in healing someone touches them. And if you've ever been on the receiving end of someone's prayers and they have put their hand on you, you know that, that the power of touch almost a sense of electricity that comes through and something's communicated through touch that can't quite be communicated just through words. And so we we want to invite you to come. And then once we have have prayed for all who want to come and, 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 and be prayed for, we will then have the opportunity as a group, as a community of believers, to offer our corporate prayers to God. Just some brief sentence prayers, to, maybe to cover some of the prayers that have already taken place here. Maybe other things that we want to simply pray together about. And we, these are my, my guess is that many of us have been praying on our own and we will continue to pray on our own. But there is something powerful about praying as a community and hearing our prayers together as a community that encourages us. And, and energizes us to keep praying even more. And we do all of this not as a means of manipulating God or trying to control God. We don't, we don't pr- come and, and anoint and lay hands and, and we don't offer these prayers in, in a different way than we might normally do on a, in a Sunday morning service. Because we're trying to somehow convince God to give us what we want. We do it because we are offering our prayers honestly and boldly to our Heavenly Father who loves us. And who takes great pleasure in giving good gifts to us. In this passage that we just read, Jesus says, keep seeking and asking and knocking Not because if you badger God enough, he'll give you what you want. But because in your own spirit, in your own heart, 
You need to be reminded that God can be trusted and that God is good. And that as much as human parents love giving good gifts to their children, God loves to do that even more. And so we don't have to pry things out of God's hands. He loves to give them to us. Of course, God's gifts to us are always what is best for us. And that doesn't always mean it's what we want. We pray sometimes believing that we know best. And we don't always, but God does. And so our prayers are offered in faith, believing that God's answers are the best for us. And we trust him in those answers. And so when we talk about praying for healing... We recognize that God heals in a variety of ways. Sometimes he heals instantaneously when we pray, and we know it instantaneously. We tend to call that a miracle. Sometimes God heals instantaneously, and we don't realize it until we go to the next doctor visit or down the road, we discover it. Often God heals gradually, and this is where we bring the whole gamut of the medical profession into our prayers. And we believe that everything the medical profession knows is because in some way or another, God has revealed it to them. It is still ultimately an act of God. And finally and ultimately, the, uh, the great, greatest healing that any of us will experience will be in heaven. And up to that point, we will continue to struggle with, you know, our fallen world, our broken bodies. But even with these, God says to us that he wants to keep working in us. And so we come today praying together, asking God to do something miraculous in the circumstances and in us and in the people for whom we pray. So I want to encourage us to pray boldly today and to pray in faith today and to pray trusting and believing that God is good, that he hears our prayers and that he loves us. So we're going to begin by um, inviting all of you who would like to come and to, uh, to gather around the altar. And again, if kneeling at the altar is difficult for you, just have a seat in these red chairs and we will come to you and the the pastors are just going to spread out here and the elders join them. And we want to take this moment to pray for you. So if you would like for us to anoint you with oil and to pray for you, please come.
we want to now uh, give you an opportunity to offer your prayers. And um, if you would like to, to offer some brief, a brief sentence prayer, perhaps something in your life, maybe a word of praise and thanksgiving as well, a prayer for someone that you know is in need, uh, a situation, a circumstance that's, that you would like to remember. Uh, if you can, maybe just to stand where you are and just offer a brief prayer. And um, as, we, uh, as we together bring our prayers to God.
Father, we thank you for hearing our prayers. You know that we are needy people, broken, fallible, frail. And you are good and merciful. We've come today in a spirit of openness, asking you to work in our lives and in the lives of others. We thank you for hearing us. We pray that you would continue to help us to um, have more and more faith in you and in your work in us and through us and in this world. And we offer all of our prayers to the name, grace, power of Jesus Christ. Amen. He is able, more than able, to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able, more than able, to handle anything that comes my more than I could ever dream. He is able, more than able, to make me what he wants me to be. Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ was coming into this world to live and to die and to rise again from the dead to give us life. As we prepare to come to your table, we ask that you will pour out the abundance of your blessing upon the bread and the cup. That as we eat and drink, we would know your grace and that we would know your spirit in us. We thank you for these gifts. May they be food to our souls. Through Christ. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread. He gave thanks to the Father in heaven, and then he broke it. And he gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. On the same night, he took the cup. Again, he gave thanks to the Father in heaven, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Drink from this, all of you. For this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for your sins and the sins of all people. Every time you do this, do it in remembrance of me. As we were contemplating the service this morning and the the idea of joining our hearts together as a community in prayer, it seemed appropriate to also join ourselves together as a community in the the sacrament of communion. This is a, a community event. It's something we do together, and we, we are, it unites us through the grace of Christ. And, and this, is so, this is bread and, and, and wine that is the power of Christ in our lives as we eat and drink these gracious gifts from our loving Father. As you come forward this morning, tear off a piece of bread, dip it into the cup, Eat it. Return to your seat by the outside aisles. If coming to the front is difficult for you, we have trays, a tray of bread and of cups, and we're happy to serve you in your seat. Just let the usher know as your row is released. We also have...
gluten-free bread and cups here as well, recognizing that that is an issue for some as well. And I always like to mention that we practice open communion at the Wesleyan Church. This might be the first time that you have ever worshipped here, but if you come today with your heart open to God, with a desire for God to, to be real in your life and to experience the grace of God in your life, then come and receive these gifts from our gracious, loving Heavenly Father. Your kindness leads us to repentance. Your goodness draws us to your side. Your mercy calls us to be like you. Your favor is our There's a peace I've come to know 
the benediction. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen.